0: Hello, and welcome to the Accelerated Leadership Podcast with Chris Adams. This is a conversation about vision, culture, and leadership that will accelerate your growth and expand your influence. So let's get at it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Episode 9, and Happy New Year. Uh, This episode is kind of a little bonus. I usually don't do two of these in one week, but um, I saw something last night, and God just put something on my heart this morning that I wanted to share with all of you. I was laying on the couch last night trying to stay awake to ring in the new year, 2018, and started dozing off, and then uh, got my phone and started browsing through Instagram and Facebook, and... I saw this meme, I guess it, well, it wasn't really a meme. It was more like a uh, a picture and on the top it, it said what my friends are doing on New Year's Eve. And it had a picture of partying like they were in uh, New York um, on Times Square or maybe in Atlanta at Woodruff Park. With their friends and they're just kind of celebrating. And then on the bottom part, it said what I'm doing on New Year's Eve. And it was a picture of them laying in bed. And I laughed because um, that was kind of what I was doing. Except I was laying on my couch with my dog watching all of the festivities on my TV. So uh but but the the reason that that I I started thinking about that is a lot of people laugh but really in in all reality um there's something that that kind of is going on inside of us lurking that would just want to compare what we don't know about other people to what we do know about ourselves and I I guess as we as we launch a brand new year what I wanted to do is just to encourage all of us to kind of take a step back and reflect on 2017 and I know that there were some painful moments for most all of us there were some disappointments There were some missed expectations. And there were some times when we would look at other people's lives throughout the year of 2017. And we would compare those highlight reels, those moments in their lives, to the downfalls of our own lives. And we kind of get a little... Um, a little depressed, maybe a little disgruntled. Um, and what I wanted to do is just kind of uh, share with you guys my top ten moments from 2017 with you guys, uh, as I was reflecting on some wins and some successes because I think that what we've got to do differently in 2018 is we've got to redefine success. And uh, listen, I I love when our room is packed on Wednesday nights. I love when we've got 40 or 50 students in the room. I love it at the end of a service when uh, we give a call for salvation and five or six hands go up. I love it when I get... Thank you, emails from parents or Facebook messages just letting me know how impactful my messages were, um, or how thankful that a student is that uh, we took the time to uh, send them a thank you card. I love those things, but in all reality, I think that we've got to measure success a little bit differently. So, in two thousand seventeen, our attendance numbers were a bit off from the past several years. Our numbers of salvations were a bit off from the past several years, and during our really our annual big event, our great commission competition, which we spend um Hundreds of dollars on. Well, this year thousands of dollars on. Uh, this year or this past year, 2017, I really didn't see uh, as many first timers come and get plugged in like we have in the past. And so, if I'm if I'm gauging my success or our success as a student ministry based on numbers of attendance then I might get a little disgruntled and say, well, 2017 was not very successful. But I was I was thinking about the whole New Year's Eve scenario. Because listen, um, I'm not complaining that I was sitting on my couch watching TV with my dog last night at all. Because here's the deal, I prefer that. Especially as cold as it was last night, Uh, and then it's going to be this week, I would much rather be there because several years ago, I did go down to underground Atlanta and see the peach drop on New Year's Eve. And listen, it is not all that it is cracked up to be. It is not all of what you see um, on Instagram or in the newspaper or on Facebook when you do that sort of thing. It was crowded. It was hard to uh, get anywhere. Uh, I took MARTA. And so anytime you take MARTA anywhere, it's it's almost like a mission trip. So uh, you're also at the mercy of when the MARTA trains are going to be running. And so um, the restaurants were packed, the ones that were open. And not only that, but I had... Uh, An interesting experience as I was getting off the MARTA train. I got accused by uh, a lady that I had shoved her son. And then she proceeded to cuss me out. And in all actuality, I was trying to uh, avoid knocking her son into the train track. So I simply put out my hand to shield him and she thought I was shoving him. So that was my experience of celebrating New Year's Eve a few years ago at Underground Atlanta. So anyway, I was thinking about that and I was thinking about how real it is in our hearts to compare ourselves to other people and then we gauge someone else's responsibility or expectations um, on our own success rate. And I was reading uh, the story from Matthew chapter 25 about the the time where this rich man gave three of his servants uh, an amount of money. And this, uh, if you have a Bible and you look it up, the heading over this story, it may say the parable of talents, but it's found in Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. And I'm not going to read the whole story. I'm just going to kind of paraphrase what, what the story says and what we can take away from it as leaders at the exchange. But the rich man gave the first servant five talents or five amounts of money. And he gave a second servant two talents. And then a third servant, he gave one talent. Now, the, as, as this story goes, two of the servants made uh, a wise investment and actually invested their uh, talent on something that was useful so that it gave them a good return. The the third servant who received the most talents did not. In fact, he hid his talents and buried them so that there would be something left when his master came back to see him. Now, as the story goes, the master is very displeased with the one that did not invest their talent and use it wisely. Um now that's typically what most lessons or bible stories or sermons focus on is not burying your gifts and talents that God gave you and using them wisely. But what I took away from this is that not 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 all of those men we're given the same amount. And so what we have to remind ourselves is that God doesn't expect the same out of everyone on this planet. But he does expect us to use what we've been given. So let's just say that I have a gift to lead a church of 10,000 people and someone else on our team has a gift of leading a church of 1,000 people. Well, I could be lazy with my gift or my talent and just be satisfied with leading a church that's running 1,500 people. And I could feel good about myself because it's bigger than the person who has the ability to lead 1,000 people. But God called me to lead a church of 10,000, not 1,500. So I think we have to remind ourselves, number one, not to compare ourselves with other people because we don't know what God's expecting out of those people that we're comparing ourselves to. And also, we just have to get alone with God and allow Him to speak to us and share with us what he expects out of us. Uh, That is the best comparison is to ask God what he wants us to do in 2018 and be obedient with what he wants us to do. We can't look at someone else's education or someone else's uh, financial uh, standards or bank account Or what our best friend at work is doing on the weekends or how many degrees they have. Because we don't know what God expects of them. But we can figure out and determine what God expects out of us and be obedient to that. So I say that to tell you in 2018, take the pressure off when it comes to success and expectations and really spend time with God and figure out what it is that He's called you to do, not your best friend, not the person sitting beside you right now, but what has He called you to do? What has He called you to do? And just be obedient to that, and that will be success at the end of two thousand eighteen for you. Because I look at I look at these top ten wins or successes that we've had at at Exchange in 2017 as little gifts for us to remind ourselves that, you know what, God used us in a mighty way in 2017, and, um, and God, I I believe we were successful, and these are just my top 10. There were m- so many more awesome things that God did in 2017. These are just the the top 10 that I was reflecting on this morning. When I was having my quiet time with God, the first one is I I think it's awesome that we saw one of our students Brian Cortez begin to take drum lessons. I saw a different side of Brian at Summer Ramp uh, over the summer, which actually started I think in 2016 when we went to Branded by Fire. I saw really the it, what I describe as the beginning phase of a worship anointing begin to be uh, discovered by him. And I think this past summer at Summer Amp, uh, in June, I, I saw that go a little bit deeper. And so uh, for, for him to begin taking drum lessons to be part of our worship team is a huge success for us. Uh, seeing Alexis Clemente begin to come and get involved and then to show interest in being involved in our production team in 2018 is a huge success. Uh, number three that I wrote down, to see Cheyenne and Alex become consistent And not only that, but to pay attention, there are some Wednesdays where Alex is sitting there and I can tell that I have his undivided attention. He's not texting. He's not flirting with the person he's beside. He is very attentive. And I remember one Wednesday seeing him and Cheyenne both write notes and scripture verses on their arms with Sharpie markers. I don't uh, endorse that because of obvious reasons like ink poisoning that could take place. However, I I did express to them how proud I was that they were paying attention and that they were taking notes and writing those verses down that we were sharing. So I think that is a huge success for us as an exchange leadership team. Seeing Meredith Seymour invite her friend Kaylee and and become consistent is a huge win and success for us. Also, Meredith's mom, Crystal, bringing five or six students with her every week is a huge success. I mean, to have a parent that allows their student to come is a, is a big success, but to have a parent that so supports us in our vision of reaching students that, that they... And listen, the Seymours don't live close to the church. They live in Gainesville. They live at, uh, if you remember where I used to live, that's close to where they live, almost in Hall County. And so it's a sacrifice for her to pick up those students and bring them to the church... And take them all back home. So I think that's a huge success for us. To see Claire, a student that Judah invited. To see her lead worship and and to be so blessed by her voice. And to see her step into her anointing. That is priceless. That's a huge success for us. And I'm looking forward to seeing more of that in 2018. Uh, to see Dustin see more invite his friends Jack and Matthew and their energy level and their consistency is just a huge, huge encouragement for me. And I hope it is for you also. I'm looking forward to really getting them more plugged in and doing more things with them outside of church because that's where real relationships and real discipleship takes place. So that's one of my goals that um, you'll be hearing tomorrow night. Uh, at our leaders' huddle slash planning meeting tomorrow night at six thirty. So, um, that was let's see, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So number eight that I wrote down is D- Danny Lopez. Oh my gosh, my boy Danny! Listen, I am so so proud of him. Two thousand seventeen was a huge year for him. I really saw lots and lots of maturity and growth to see him leading games and hosting our services. I think that that opened up a new side of him to see him actually lead life group conversations with some of the middle school guys, Um, to see him discover photography and the way that that he has just really that's just really just ignited something on the inside of him to see him the way that he edits video it it, it's a it's a obvious gift because it's a whole lot better than I could do um to see him just be be so generous to To use his own money that he earned over the summer and go spend like over $500 on his family and friends buying them Christmas gifts, that is so unlike the Danny that you and I probably know. And so I'm just so, so proud of him. Uh, I'm proud of Miss I-L, another one of our seniors, uh, just really step out there and play the keyboard, knowing that his passion is to play bass. Uh, to, for him to push aside maybe the the comfort zone that he was in and do something that maybe he's uh, not as comfortable in doing that was a need that we had it was a huge, huge win for us. And, uh, and then number 10... I put down here to see Judah not only take some huge steps in playing guitar, but to push aside some personal things that went on in his life this year that would have taken a lot of people out. Like, I know maybe a lot of us don't know the details of what Judah has been through in 2017, but uh, I know a couple of the things that he faced. And I know a lot of people that are no longer serving God, no, no longer in church, as a result of those things. And to see Judah be consistent, and and then I saw put on Instagram last night that in 2018, one of his goals is to be positive um, positive and optimistic. And so he's a fighter and a warrior, and. Uh, I think that's, that is a huge success for us in 2017 as an exchange leadership team. So I share those with you to encourage you to take some time today uh, as, we, as, as you kick off a new year and just reflect on some wins, reflect on some things that you were successful in, not just as an exchange leader, but in your own personal life. Push aside the mistakes and the things that you did not do well and for about five minutes get out a piece of paper or get out the notes app in your phone and start typing in some things that you did well and some things that you are proud of in 2017 and I promise you it will open your eyes to some new possibilities and to some positive momentum going into 2018. right, so... I'm at a little over 20 minutes, and so I'm done talking. Um, I mentioned it a a few minutes ago, but tomorrow night, just a reminder, we will be gathering at 6.30 in the multipurpose room to plan out our year of 2018 at Exchange. And I had emailed everybody last week about it and gave you some things that you could be Preparing and bringing to the conversation. So, just wanted to remind you about that, because uh, I don't want I don't want it to be all me and my ideas. I want to hear from you guys. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about scope and sequence. Refer to that email. It explains what that is. But briefly, scope is what we're going to talk about, and sequence is how we're going to do it and when we're going to do it. Uh, So the scope, the topics, the themes that we're going to talk about with our students in 2018, and then the sequence of when we're going to plug it in based on the calendar and the events going on next year. I'm so, listen, guys, you know me, i I eat, sleep, and breathe this kind of stuff. I'm so excited about it. I'm excited about sharing it with you. And look forward to seeing you all tomorrow night at 6.30. So until then, have a great New Year's Day. Eat some collard greens and black-eyed peas. And let's go cheer the Bulldogs on at the Rose Bowl. See ya.